Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, This is Luke. Hello. And uh, this episode is about narrative tenses. So I'm going to read you a short mystery story, which I've written. And then I'm going to talk a bit about the verb tenses we use to tell a story or to describe a narrative. So I'll give you some examples and explanations of those tenses. We'll look at how you can use different tenses to describe events in the past. I'll also give you some pronunciation practice at the end. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'd just like to say hello to a couple of people. Um, Valerio, hello. Thanks a lot for the uh, emails and the very positive comments that you made. Hello to uh, Nikita or Nick uh, in Russia. Thanks also for your message. Very nice to hear from you. Um, Hi to Paula, if you're out there. I hope you're still listening, um, you know, uh, on CD, um, because you're doing it old school with the CDs. So I hope that's still working out for you. Um, Also, hello to Anindya, uh, who's at Assam University in India. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to meeting you when you're here in October. And uh, I'd very much like to visit uh, Assam University at some point. So it's going to be very interesting to talk to you when when you're here. Um, Right, so let's move on with the podcast. Okay, so narrative tenses. Now, we often talk about things that happened in the past, don't we? Um, You know, it could be, for example, if we describe what we did at the weekend in a conversation... Or maybe if you're talking about a holiday that you had. Uh, It could be if you're just telling an anecdote, you know, describing a funny story that happened to you or something like that. Or even just sharing a memory of something. Uh, We talk about the past all the time. Uh, When we talk about things that happened in the past, we obviously use different tenses in order to explain the sequence of events. Um, We use three main tenses to talk about the sequence of past events. Um, And those are past simple, past continuous, and past perfect. So past simple, um, obviously, is just the the simple past form of the verb. For example, we met on holiday, we talked about art and music, we fell in love, I asked her to marry me, and when she said yes, I kissed her passionately on the lips. Right? So those are just examples of past simple tense. Then past continuous tense, which is formed with was or were plus an ing verb. Um, Often we use that in combination with past simple in a sentence. For example, we were talking about my new Swiss bank account when she suddenly pulled me close and kissed me again. So obviously there the past continuous sentence was we were talking about my new Swiss bank account. Right, so that's past continuous. Then the third one, 
was past perfect. Um, and that is had plus a past participle, right? For example, when I arrived at the airport, I realised that she had stolen my wallet and passport, right? So she had stolen my wallet and passport. That's past perfect. So had plus a past participle. Past participle is just the third form of the verb, obviously. So in this case, it's she had stolen. Stolen is the past participle of the verb steal. Steal, stole, stolen. Right? Okay. Now, I'll explain these tenses in more detail later, and I'll talk about how we use them and the pronunciation of uh, those tenses. But now, um, just listen to a short story which I've written. Um, it contains the three narrative tenses I've just described. As you listen to the story, try to notice which tenses I use and when I use them. Now, there is a tape script of the story and definitions of some of the words and expressions that you might not know. Um, there's also an exercise um, on the website which you can use to test yourself on these different tenses. Um, okay, so um, here's the story. Now, just before I read the story to you, I would like to explain um, a couple of words or expressions which are in the story that you might not know. The first one is um, the River Thames. The River Thames. That's just the name of the river that runs through London. It's called the River Thames. Uh, the next one is a full moon. A full moon. Obviously, the moon is the. Um, it's kind of. It's not a planet, but it's like a. It's like a small planet which orbits the Earth, right? And it comes up every night. The sun comes up during the day, and the moon comes up at night. Um, a full moon is when the you can see the whole moon. So it's like a big white circle. That's a full moon. Okay. Um, next one is a few pints of beer. A pint of beer. Well, a pint is the size of, of beer that you get in a pub here in, in the UK. Uh, we serve beer in pints. A pint is, is basically about half a litre. Okay. The next one is steps or stairs. Um, obviously, we use steps or stairs when we go up and down. Uh, we use them to go... From the first floor to the second floor, you walk up the steps or walk up the stairs. But we also get stairs or steps in other places. In my story, there are some steps next to the water, next to the water's edge, right? Um, on the riverbank of the Thames. And that's the next expression, the water's edge. It's just another way of saying the edge of the water, the water's edge. Um, the next one is um, an owl hooted, an owl hooted. Now, an owl is a bird which comes out at night and it's got big eyes, right? That's an owl. And the noise they make is, is to hoot, right? So an owl hooted means an owl made a noise, a bit like this. Okay, so that's an owl hooted. Uh, the next one is, uh, I rubbed my eyes. Now, that's just when, for example, when you wake up in the morning and your eyes feel itchy and you just rub your eyes with your hands uh, and often if you if you see something amazing you, you might rub your eyes because you can't believe it right um, the next one is a splash a splash and that's the noise of when something drops into the water and it sounds like this so that's a splash uh, the next bit of vocabulary is to grab something to grab something um, 
So to grab something means that you, you take it quickly with your hand. So, for example, uh, a thief might grab someone's handbag. So it just means you take it quickly with your hand. Okay? Uh, the next bit of vocabulary is to stretch. To stretch. Now, we, we stretch before we do sport to prevent injuries. We also stretch when we're tired in the morning. And we also, you also might stretch your arm in order to grab something that's quite far away. Right? If you can imagine you're sitting at the table and there's a, a cup of tea, but it's a bit too far away, you'd stretch your arm to grab the tea. Right? Um, so that's to stretch. And then finally, um, the expression, what on earth is it? What on earth is it? And that just means, what is it? But we use on earth in order to emphasise the question. What on earth is that? Just means, what is that, but emphasised. We also use other expressions like that. For example, um, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? So, what on earth is that? Or, what the hell is that? Just um, ways of emphasising that question. What is it? Or, what is that? Okay, so here is the mystery story for you. I hope you enjoy it. Try to hear the different tenses that I've used. The name of the story is The Mystery of the Man and the Moon. Last night I was walking home next to the River Thames when something strange happened to me. It was late at night and I had had a long and difficult day at work. There was a large full moon in the sky and everything was quiet. I was tired and lonely and I'd just had a few pints of beer in my local pub so I decided to stop by the riverside and look at the moon for a while. I sat on some steps very close to the water's edge and looked up at the big yellow moon and wondered if it really was made of cheese. I felt very tired so I closed my eyes and after a few minutes I fell asleep. When I woke up, the moon had moved behind a cloud and it was very dark and cold. The wind was blowing and an owl hooted in a tree above me. I rubbed my eyes and started to get up when suddenly I heard a splash. I looked down at the water and saw something. Something terrible and frightening and unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Something was coming out of the water and moving towards me. Something green and strange and ugly. It was a long green arm and it was stretching out from the water to grab my leg. I was so scared that I couldn't move. I'd never been so scared in my whole life. The cold green hand was moving closer and closer when suddenly there was a blue flash and a strange noise from behind me. Someone jumped onto the stairs next to me. He was wearing strange clothes and he had a crazy look in his eyes. He shouted, Get back! and pointed something at the monster in the water. 
there was a bright flash and the monster hissed and disappeared. I looked up at the man. He looked strange but kind. Don't fall asleep by the river when there's a full moon, he said. The moon goblins will get you. I'd never heard of moon goblins before. I didn't know what to do. Who, who are you? I asked him. You can call me the doctor, he said. I was trying to think of something else to say when he turned around and said, watch the stars at night and be careful of the full moon. I was trying to understand what he meant when there was another blue flash and I closed my eyes. When I opened them again, he had gone. I couldn't believe what had happened. What on earth were moon goblins? And who was the mysterious doctor? And why had he saved me? I was determined to find the answers to these strange questions. I stood up, looked at the moon, and quickly walked home. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the mystery of the man and the moon. If you like mysteries, if you're um, a bit of a detective at heart and you want to find out about this mysterious Doctor character and the moon goblins, then fear not, because there will be an update to the story in the next podcast. So keep listening, folks, and you'll find out all about the mysterious goings-on next to the River Thames the other night. Now, back to the educational content. We're going to look at some narrative tenses. Bit of grammar for you, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I'd like to think that uh, this is your first port of call when you have any um, possible grammar questions. You, you can always come to Luke's English Podcast because basically we're, we're untouchable when it comes to giving practical advice on how to use English. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Stop! Grammar time! 
That's right, it's grammar time again, ladies and gentlemen. And um, so, like I said before, we're looking at narrative tenses. Past simple, past continuous, and past perfect. So how do we use these tenses? Um, let's see. Well, let's begin with past simple. So this is used to explain the main events of the story in sequence. So um, we use words like then um, and after that, um, also first and finally. We use those words to link up the sequence. Um, so we'd say things like, so this happened, then this happened, after that, this happened, and finally this happened, right? So something like, I finished work, then I went to the pub, after that I had a few pints of beer, and then I sat down by the river, after that I fell asleep, then the moon moved behind a cloud, then I woke up, then an owl hooted, after that I heard a splash, then a monster tried to grab my leg, after that the doctor rescued me, then the doctor disappeared, and finally I went home, right? Um, we can also use conjunctions to link these things up. For example, we'd, we'd probably when is the most common conjunction. For example, we'd say things like, when I woke up, an owl hooted, or an owl hooted when I woke up. Okay? Um, so we, link, we can link those things together like that um, to express that perhaps they, one happened immediately after the other one. Um, okay, so basically, past simple, the basic sequence of events in order, right? But often we, we need to describe a slightly more complex sequence of events. Perhaps, for example, when one action starts and continues and then another action interrupts it. So um, in that case, we would use the past continuous tense. And this is used to describe a longer or a repeated action. And it's often used to describe the general situation at the beginning of a story, right? For example, I was walking home when something strange happened. So I was walking home is past continuous, and it sets the scene. It kind of gives you the basic situation at the beginning of the story. I was walking home when something strange happened. Another example would be, I was driving my car yesterday, and it was raining, and I was listening to the radio, and I was looking out of the window when suddenly a UFO landed on the road. Okay, so you can see past continuous just sets up the scene and then we use past simple to, des to describe a, a quick event, like the UFO landed, for example. We can also use past continuous to, to sequence events when it's combined with the past simple, right? So the past continuous is the long or repeated action which is interrupted by the short and quick past simple action. For example, the green hand was moving towards me when suddenly there was a blue flash and a man jumped onto the stairs next to me. Okay? So the green hand moving, you can imagine it moving slowly, right? That's why it's past continuous, because the green hand was moving towards me slowly. If it was past simple and I said, the green hand moved towards me when there was a blue flash, that means that the movement of the hand was much quicker and it actually happened at the same time that the blue flash happened. So... That's not actually what happened in the story. So the green hand was moving towards me when suddenly there was a blue flash. Um, the past continuous action started first, it continued, and then it was interrupted by the past simple action. And then it either stopped or it kept going, right? So, for example, when I woke up, the wind was blowing. So the wind started blowing 
before I woke up, and then it continued to blow after I woke up, right? So, of course, the wind was blowing and the wind blew uh, are actually different, right? If, if you say the wind was blowing, that means it's continuous, a long action, like a kind of... That's the wind was blowing. If it was just the wind blew, that would be... Right? Just a kind of quick, short action, right? Um, we use um, when or while to link um, past continuous and past simple. For example, when I woke up, the wind was blowing, or the wind was blowing when I woke up, right? Um, you could also say, when the wind was blowing, I woke up. But this isn't such a good sentence in this story, because it's better to put when I woke up first. Uh, we can also use while, and this usually goes before the continuous form. For example, while I was walking, something happened, or something happened while I was walking. Okay? So that's past continuous. Thirdly, then, past perfect. And this one's a little bit more difficult. Um, there's a common misunderstanding with this tense, and I, I hear students of English using this tense wrong a few times, actually, because there's a common misunderstanding with it. Some people think that we use the past perfect to, to describe things that happened a long time ago, like something like, when I was a child, I had gone to Disneyland, right, just to describe something that happened a long, long time ago, but that's not right. It's not as simple as that. Um, we use the past perfect to express that an action finished before the main events of the story. Now, this is a little bit difficult to understand, but if you... Listen to the examples and think about it. Um, it should be clear. Be careful as well that I expect in some languages you have a similar form to the past perfect, but it's used to describe something else. So you just need to focus on the way it's used in English and try not to be distracted by grammatical rules in your own language, right? Um, so an example of using past perfect would be when I woke up, the moon had moved behind a cloud. So that means that first the moon moved, and then I woke up, right? So when I woke up, the moon had moved. So the moon moved before I woke up, in this sentence. But we actually put when I woke up at the beginning of the sentence, right? So when I woke up, the moon had moved. Now this is different to when I woke up, the moon moved, right? Um, they're, they're, they've got different meanings. <clears throat> so when I woke up, the moon moved means I woke up, then the moon moved. But that's not actually what happened. It's when I woke up, the moon had moved. So I woke up and it was dark because the moon had moved behind a cloud, right? Now, sometimes the past perfect works um, a little bit like present perfect, but in when everything's in the past, right? So you could say about now, now, using present perfect, I've never seen a moon goblin before. That's now. But if you talk about yesterday night, you'd say, yesterday night, I had never seen a moon goblin before. Okay? Um, we also use past perfect after a few certain verbs, particularly things like um, realise. Realise is a very common word that's followed by past perfect. You know, when I left the house, I realised I had left the gas on. I realised that I had left the gas on. You can also use notice. Um, for example, like, um, when I left the house this morning, 
I noticed that my neighbor had bought a new car, right? So I realized that I had left the gas on. I noticed that my neighbor had bought a new car. Okay, so we, we use past perfect often after words like realize and notice as well. Okay, so that's the overview of the narrative tenses. Like I said, if you look at the web page, teacherluke.podomatic.com, right, um, you'll see uh, a transcript of the mystery story, and I'll also show you which tenses I've used. Um, I'll give you a little description of how you're supposed to use the tenses. And I'll also provide you with a, a little exercise that you can do in order to kind of test yourselves. So try to complete the text that I've written um, with the correct tenses and then perhaps listen to the mystery story again to check if you got it right. Okay. Now what I'd like to do briefly now is just look at a few example sentences that use uh, past simple tense and past perfect because I think past perfect is a difficult one to understand. So we're going to look at some pairs of sentences and uh, just think about what the difference in meaning is between the sentences, okay? As you listen to these pairs of sentences, try to listen to my pronunciation as well, because it's difficult to hear um, past perfect tense sometimes, because when native speakers say a sentence with past perfect, they use kind of weak forms and contractions, which means that it's the little words like had are said very quickly, okay? So listen to the sentences, try to identify if it's past simple or past perfect, and then try and think about the differences, okay? Here's the first sentence. When the police arrived, the robbers ran away. When the police arrived, the robbers ran away. And the next one. When the police arrived, the robbers had run away. When the police arrived... The robbers had run away. Okay? So, the first sentence was past simple, and the second sentence was past perfect. Right? Um, in the past simple sentence, it's, it means that the police arrived, and then the robbers ran away. And then probably the police chased them and maybe arrested them. Okay? So, when the police arrived, then the robbers ran away. The next one, the past perfect... When the police arrived, the robbers had run away. means that the, the robbers ran away before the police arrived. So when the police arrived, there was no one in the house because the robbers had run away. Okay, so you can see the difference there. Um, the next sentence is kind of similar, but um, let's see if you can identify which one's past simple and which one's past perfect from my pronunciation. Okay? When Pete arrived at the party... We'd drunk all the wine. When Pete arrived at the party, we'd drunk all the wine. And when Pete arrived at the party, we drank all the wine. When Pete arrived at the party, we drank all the wine. Now, I expect that was quite difficult, particularly the first one. It doesn't sound like past perfect, but the first one was past perfect. When Pete arrived at the party, we'd, we'd drunk all the wine. Now you can hear that it's drunk, and that's the past participle, not drank. Not drank, but drunk. And weed. Um, you, you might hear people say, when, people, when Pete arrived at the party, we had drunk all the wine, or maybe we had drunk all the wine. But in quick speech, it'll be, we'd drunk all the wine. Difficult to hear. Okay, 
So the difference in meaning there is, um, obviously, when Pete arrived at the party, we, we had drunk all the wine. It means that we drank all the wine first, then Pete arrived at the party, and when he arrived, there was no wine left, and we were all drunk because we had drunk all the wine. Okay? And the other sentence, the past simple, means that we waited. We were very patient, and we waited for Pete. We didn't drink the wine. We waited until he arrived, and then when he arrived, we opened the bottles and we drank it all, and we got drunk with Pete, because Pete's a really good, good laugh, right? Um, okay, so let's see. Um, okay, finally, another pair of sentences. Here we go. When the bomb exploded, everyone left the building. When the bomb exploded, everyone left the building. Okay, and when the, bo when the bomb exploded, everyone had left the building. When the bomb exploded, everyone had left the building. So there, the first sentence was past simple. The second sentence was past perfect. Um, the difference in meaning, um, well, the first one, when the bomb exploded, everyone left the building, means the bomb exploded first, then people left the building. The next one is, when the bomb exploded, everyone had left the building, means that there was no one in the building when the bomb exploded because they'd already left. Right, that's, that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Well, what I'd like to do now is just give you some sentences with um, past perfect um, in them and just listen to the sentences and try and repeat them. Okay, so it's pronunciation practice. Um, I'll say the sentences twice. I'll say, the first, I'll say it first very clearly and then again like a native speaker, kind of totally fluently. Um, so try and listen to the difference between the clear sentence and the fluent sentence and try and notice exactly what the pronunciation pattern is, and then try and copy it. Okay? Right, here's the first sentence. Number one. Andrew had done the test before, so he found it very easy. Andrew had done the test before, so he found it very easy. Andrew had done the test before, so he found it very easy. Okay, the next sentence, uh, number two. I did, uh, I did not laugh at the joke because I had heard it before, right? I didn't laugh at the joke because I'd heard it before. I didn't laugh at the joke because I'd heard it before. Okay, here's sentence three. Um, we left the restaurant when we had finished dinner. We left the restaurant when we'd finished dinner. We left the restaurant when we'd finished dinner. Okay, sentence four. When I found my wallet, I discovered that somebody had taken all the money from it. When I found my wallet, I discovered that somebody had taken all the money from it. When I found my wallet, I discovered that somebody had taken all the money from it. Okay, so that's the end of the grammar section. Uh, and that's the end of this podcast. I hope you liked it. I hope you thought it was useful. 
Um, and don't forget, if you're curious about this Doctor character, who is the Doctor and why did he save me? Well, um, if, you, if you like, if you're a detective, if you're a kind of, you know, um, sort of Poirot character, then you can send your ideas, send your answers to me via email. I'm quite interested to see what you think the answer to the, uh, to the story is. Um, and um, don't forget, listen to the next podcast in order to find out the, the answers to the mystery of the man and the moon and this mysterious doctor. That's it from Luke's English Podcast. Bye, 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 bye. Coming soon to BBC One, a new crime investigation drama starring Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Luke is Jack Miller, a financial auditor and detective in London Square Mile. Using the latest forensic techniques, Miller solves the horrific murder of a rich businessman, but must face the terrible consequences. CSI London, Tuesday evenings at nine o'clock on BBC One. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.